to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, it's no secret that my music genre of choice is Southern rock. And here in the Pacific Northwest, Cody Beebe and the Crooks are well-known up and down the entire West Coast for their Americana frontierism sound. How was the West rock, you asked? Well, it was rocked by Cody Beebe and the Crooks. And you're going to get to know them today. You can find more about them at CodyBBandTheCrooks.com. We want to get you kind of immersed in a little bit of their music, and they're going to, we're going to bring Cody on and talk to him. They have a, a music video out right now called Hold the Line. Um, they're supporting the Second Amendment right to carry in that video, so it's been a little bit controversial, but... Uh, um, I think most people do err on on the side of of uh, uh, individuals' right uh, right to protect their their home and their family, and, I, and they've they've picked up a lot of support um, from, from those who are like-minded people. So we are going to play the Bitter Run by Cody Beebe and the Crooks. This is Southern Rock at its finest. We'll be right back. Gonna leave you 
Cody Beebe of Cody Beebe and the Crooks. You know, if Leonard Skinner, the Almond Brothers, and Leon Russell had a baby, it would kind of look like Cody Beebe and the Crooks. So thanks, Cody, for coming on. <laughs> oh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me and for for such a compliment of, you know, that's a lot of pretty long-haired, bearded bearded men that you're talking about there. And I suppose that we, you know, I suppose that we could maybe look like an offspring of those things. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, your music has got a lot of traction, not only in an unlikely place like the Pacific Northwest, but you're really well-known up and down the West Coast. And I, I talked about this a little in the introduction, but you, you guys perform a lot in California. You're a lot in Oregon, a lot in Montana, a lot in the Western states, but and you travel all over. We'll want to talk about that, how busy you guys are. But but, but this this anthem that, that you guys have in your music really resonates with people throughout the, the West especially. Yeah, I I think that, you know, um, the fact that myself and Aaron Myers, who's our piano player, um, were, I guess, probably two of the main lyricists, and Joe Catron as well. Um, Joe and I are from a little town called Sela uh, in central Washington, and Aaron's from tiny little town called Big Sandy, Montana, and, uh, you know, we we grew up blue collar, you you know, kind of middle America kind of feel, Um, and I think we just really appreciate what our ancestors, what it took for them to get here, and, and how much, you know, the growth of the West was influenced by these people that came out with this pioneering spirit to really do something on their own and do something different and, um, and not be afraid to kind of step out on their own, you know, and we try to instill that in our music as well. I mean, we're, we're, we're from Seattle. This is where the band grew and we have a wonderful fan base here. Um, but at the same time, sometimes we don't really totally fit in either. And I think that we're all fine with that, you know, because we're just doing what is true to us and we're not, trying to formulate any plan of of how to, you know, make the music that people are going to love. We're just making the music that we love and that we know that, you know, that some people are going to grab a hold of and it'll, it'll really be impactful for them. So, um, so yeah, I think that, you know, looking at what my grandparents and my great grandparents and everything did, um, it's incredible. And Aaron's family settled in the middle of the plains in, in North central Montana and, and if you go out there nowadays, it's still you still feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's it almost it's just crazy how how big it is and and how wide open everything is. And to think of people settling out there, um, that's what the song out here is actually about, and that's the title track off the record um, because it it's just uh, you know I think it, it, out out here you know out here is this um, metaphor for for us being out on our own and 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 struggling to get by out here. You know, so. Well, it was definitely a hearty bunch of Americans back in that time. I know on my on 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 my my father's father's side, his father came out on a wagon train um, from the East Coast somewhere and uh, met up with a lady on the wagon train. Her husband was a wagon master. He died, and he ended up marrying her somewhere along the journey, and they ended up in Seattle. Well, Seattle was a very rough and rugged place back then, you know. I mean, it was kind of the lawless place on its own back then, and so it it took a lot of hardy um, people to survive. But, you know, a lot of people stopped off along the way, like you said, Montana and the Plains and and different places. So we all kind of have these stories that that we can relate to as as Americans um, with that kind of – grit, I guess, and and that comes out a lot of times in your music, and I, I think that that's a, a familiar tone to a lot of people. Yeah, I, I would agree, and um, yeah, like you said, I think everybody has a has a story in one way or another, and you know, some people have moved out to the West recently, and so maybe they don't have the ties, but um, people that have deep-rooted ties to the Northwest and have families that moved out here years ago, um, we can all relate, and uh you know, it just it goes back generations, and it's a really cool thing that I think a lot of people forget about. And um, 
you know, for me, my family came on the Oregon Trail, and I, my aunt has done a wonderful job of documenting all of that. And <laughs> since I was a little kid, we do plays. And, okay, Cody, you get to be, <laughs> you know, uh, this guy, this guy, you know. So it was just this really, really cool thing for our family. And we've um, – I don't know. I think that that definitely has instilled that in me. Um, my <laughs> uncle was a songwriter and went to Nashville and, and wrote country songs. And, um, you know, that was another big part of my my upbringing was that whole family tie and then for him to go do it and then for me to try to go do it. And it's just been kind of passed down. So. Mm-hmm. Well, do, do, do you feel like, Cody, I mean, you, you guys have had a lot of success here in the West. But do, do, do you feel like you will eventually need to go to Nashville? You know, that's interesting to bring that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like it's comfortable for us to stay in the Northwest because we do have a support system. And, I mean, we don't do huge things by any means, but we have had some, some little successes that we can that we can kind of – kind of keep us moving forward and keep that uh that confidence moving um we played the gorge this summer for the first time at the watershed festival and uh that was kind of a dream come true for us especially the guys that grew up going to shows there and everything um but as far as going to nashville and going south we uh we're planning on going there in february we're actually doing a showcase there in february uh, and then I have a, a couple of the plans that we might be back there in April for, for some so- shows um, as a part of a tour that we're doing through Texas at that point in time. So we're really trying to focus on um, on 2014 to really expand. And um, and we've we've done a couple national tours where we've gone to New York and back and Texas and back and, the, and then the West Coast a ton. But we're, in a, we're at a place where we really want to challenge ourselves and, and kind of get out of that comfort zone again and um, – you know, play in the Northwest when it makes sense and really, really do really great shows for people and really spread them out and put a lot of energy into those shows individually um, and then hit the road in between and, and try to get to wherever we can. So, yeah, we're heading to Nashville first part of the year um, after we're, we're going on, on the road with Austin Jenks, who's, uh, who was just on NBC's The Voice, and he's from Washington, good friend of mine. And he asked us to go on tour and support him uh, on the road down the West Coast and back and so we're doing that the whole month of January, and then we'll fly to Nashville um, first part of February, and then to Dallas, and then back, and then <laughs> back down to Texas, and then over to Nashville again. So we're gonna we're gonna be circling that area as much as we can. So um, yeah, um, Austin is definitely good people. He had a lot of success in the Voice. They had him on the show um, when he was had made it into the top ten, and his his album on its own is really good. So that's really gonna be a very good lineup with you and him. And I know that. There was a lot of sold-out shows. They kept adding shows um, here in Seattle and adding them. They kept selling out and selling out, and I guess you can, you can only play here so long. But um, it, it was just one show after another. It would sell out so so fast. So people knew that that was going to be a good show, the pairing with you and him. And uh, I, I think as you take it on the road, you're just going to see that more and more, just sold-out show after sold-out show. I, yeah, I really, I really, really hope that um, that that's how it goes. I mean, right now we're the tickets are are moving, and yeah, we've got three shows lined up, um, and the, the in Seattle. And the other the other part of it for me is that I, you know, I've I, I've got my project. I've I've got a couple other irons in the fire on other things that I do, um, but for me, I've never really played in a, in another person's band as a backing musician kind of a thing. And Austin asked if I would be willing to play guitar and sing harmonies. And I jumped right on the opportunity because I, I really believe in what he does as far as uh, his, his newest EP that he just put out is incredible. I mean, it's, it's so Mm -hmm. well written and the songs, songs are just awesome. And and being able to be a part of that is going to be cool too. So I'm going to selfishly stay on stage pretty much the whole night and, uh, and get to play my set. And then I'm just going to – I'm no, I'm not moving. I'm staying right here, Austin. <laughs> no. uh, so it, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to hitting the road with him. And he's just such a good dude that um, I'm just really looking forward to spending more time with him because we've been friends forever, but he moved to Nashville, and so we haven't been able to spend a lot of time together. And um, it'll, it'll be a really nice – month to be to be in a van cooped mm-hmm. up together it'll be good <laughs> so, absolutely well, write, we're gonna play alleyway which is a, another song off of your your latest album in fact i wanted to talk to you about john goodmanson uh he 
was uh, the one who produced this. He's, if people don't know what that cab for Cutie and Brandy Carlisle, he has a lot of big names under his belt. He re recorded this at London Bridge Studios, which is also very iconic and historical here in, in Seattle. Yeah, it's uh, the, the second record we, we've done at uh, London Bridge, and I just love the people there and the tone of the room and just everything about the place. They have an awesome two-inch tape machine that we recorded the whole record to, and um, and it just, yeah, it, it, it's it, you're stepping back in time a little bit when you go there in a good way, in a really good way. They have a an old Neve console there that sounds awesome, and you can just tell the tone of the room, the tone of the board, tape, all of that, and then we actually um, did a run of, of vinyl records. So we were really trying to do an album. You know, everybody's doing singles, everybody's doing EPs, and it was something where we knew that if we saved up the money and we could finance it ourselves that, you know, we were going to do it that way no matter what we had to do to get there. And um, by the time we got down that road, it was like, who makes sense to, to produce this thing? And, and John Goodmanson was an easy choice because he's just – I mean, anything you listen to of his is quality across the board. Any genre that he records, it just sounds perfect. He's worked with rap artists, uh, everything. But um, it, it was a blast being in that place for a month with him. Um, last December, actually, is when we cut these tracks. But uh, Alleyway is the first song on the record, and it's probably my favorite to play live because we come out of one of our old songs, do this big crescendo, and then we drop right into it. And uh, it's just a blast to play with the band. So, um, yeah, I really like the way that it came out recorded, too. Me, too. And we're going to let everyone listen to that, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a lot of the successes that, that you've had. Um, we're going to talk some more with Cody from Cody BB and the Crooks, and this is Allie Way. We'll be right back.
Cody Beebe from Cody Beebe and the Crooks. And, you know, Cody has started this music festival in central Washington called the Chinook Fest, and it's really taken off. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Him and the guys have started that. And so I, I wanted to talk with him a little bit about that because it's really become – and it's really becoming one of the major music festivals, not only here in the Pacific Northwest, but people are kind of coming from all over now to that. And what made you, Cody, want to want to start a music festival in Central Washington? Well, to be really honest, we had uh, a couple guys that had talked to us about it. Um, first of all, our fans had, had said, "Hey, you know, specifically in this this." area on what it's called Chinook Pass. It's on Highway 410 between, um, it, it runs between the Yakima Valley and Enumclaw and it goes over the mountains. You pass right by Mount Rainier. It's just, it's one of the most beautiful drives I think on the West coast. And, uh, my parents just happened to live in that area. We had all these people that were like, you know, we want to put on this huge party. We want you guys to play. And, um, we were out on the road and we came back from the tour and we said, well, why don't we put on the party and why don't, we bring all these bands that we've been lucky enough to play with in our travels. Why don't we try to get them to come and play for these people too? And uh, kind of, it, it was fortuitous that at the same time, uh, Josh Clausen is, uh, he's hes a solo artist slash. He's also in uh, a band called the true spokes that used to be called flow motion and has been in the Seattle scene for years. And they started the summer meltdown festival in uh, Darrington, which is a, I mean, it's grown just to be this huge thing. Um, and so he ended up telling us, he said, well, you have a fan base here in central Washington that could warrant this man. Like you might really want to think about this. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back in order for us to do it because we kept doubting whether we could pull it off. And uh, we, we got back from tour and decided to put it together. And that was two years ago. And, First year we had 19 bands. Last year we had 32 acts um, that we brought from all over the U.S., mostly Seattle and Portland, but we had uh, Australian uh, percussive guitarist Blake Noble, uh, who just transplanted uh, to the Northwest. He played. Um, and then we also had a band from Nashville, three or four bands from L.A., uh, Boise, Idaho, um, all over the place. So it's just this thing that it has become this labor of love that um, that I see becoming a part of our future for good. I mean, we're going into our, our third year in September, and I'm already in the planning stages right now as far as booking the lineup and getting everything secured. Um, and we're expanding that actually into a, a summer concert series that's going to be happening in the Yakima Valley. Um, so I'm bringing 22 bands uh, throughout the summer to the, to the valley and, um, that's my home. That's where I'm from, and I, I take a lot of pride in it. And I think that, you know, people appreciate the fact that there's music coming through there because there's not all the, always those opportunities for people to go out and, and see these sort of things um, in s small towns like that, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Well, Blake Noble, you talked about Blake. He's he's just an amazing. I mean, if anyone who can get out to see Blake, you know, he's he's just an amazing artist. And that Yakima Valley, not only is it filled with music lovers, but but now you know their wine industry is really taking off, and you're starting to see kind of more people going that way in search of wine. And then for them to be able to find music is is almost like the, the holy grail, especially for Washingtonians. Music and wine. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get any better, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. We actually um, we paired with or partnered with a winery out there, uh, Natchez Heights Vineyards, um, which is a its tasting room is located about 20 miles from where the festival is at. And um, this has actually been in the works for a couple of years. We put out our first uh, our first um, launch this June, um, and we partnered with them and created a red wine called Crooked Red. Uh, off of Cody Beebe and the Crooks, Crooked Red, and uh, we sold out very quickly. Um, but we, we just, because of the culture there, because we're so tied to that area, uh, it made sense. And, and to have that good, I mean, the wine is incredible in that area. And like mm -hmm. you said, I mean, it's really starting to bring people to that area. And um, and it's something where if we could tie ourselves to it and we can help promote it in the Seattle area and it's just a win-win for everybody, really. So um, 
we kind of try to include all of those things. I, I want people to to be prideful of being from that area. And there's, you know, at times there's been some kind of generalizations made about the area that aren't so good. And the truth is that there's a lot of progressive thinkers out there that are really trying to change the culture um, for the better. And, uh, you know, all we're trying to do is just kind of bolster that and help where we can help. And that just happens to be in, in the music side of things. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see happening because, uh, you know, growing up there and just as a kid, there was really nothing to do a lot of the times. And there's becoming this culture that's, uh, that's blossoming, blossoming right now, I feel. I feel like it's kind of we're on the tipping point, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's cool to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it really is growing out there. And, and, and for people who might not be aware, you know, every um, state ha- has a place where it's kind of like on the outskirts, of, you know, a couple hours out of a main city where it's just kind of, I don't know, people go out there to get away. And, and it used to be like Palmdale, Lancaster, uh, Victorville in, in California, you know, people kind of go out to the high desert and and that was kind of what it's like for Seattle too, out in there. And people would kind of go out to the Yakima Valley to kind of get away from the, from the, you know, craziness of of the city. And now, you know, it just keeps expanding, expanding. It did that in California, of course. It does that, you know, in Washington as well. So um, east meets west of the state, sort of. You know, it just two worlds kind of eventually come come crashing together. But um, but just kind of give everyone a little visual of, of what that area used to look like of course it's really booming now but but it used to be where people yeah. went to you know have have horses and you know land and you know kind of be out of the yeah. uh, spray of, of of the big city yeah i think that yeah there's definitely still room for that out there and i think that's where a lot of people you know where we have the festival actually is on on highway 410 i mean that pass is closed right now it's closed about half of the year because the road gets so bad because of the snow. I mean, at the top of the pass, there'll be 20 to 25 feet of snow packed in. And so they just can't upkeep it. Um, so during the winter right now, I mean, from Seattle, I have to drive all the way over Snoqualmie Pass and then around and up into that area. It's a really, you know, kind of, I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy how um, closed in it is at, at times. Um and then once that pass opens up, like I said, it's the most beautiful drive. And uh, that's just cool because a lot of people don't get to come over there and don't get to see it. So people come from Seattle and all over to the festival and, and get to experience this part of the state that they don't get to see half the year and that they might not even know exists, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really, really special. And sometimes getting over Snoqualmie Pass is no easy task in, in itself. And it's, exactly. it's a major <laughs> back and forth. Yep. We have to talk about your video, Hold the Line, because you've had a lot of response okay. to that. Um, you, you touched upon in that uh, the Second Amendment, citizens' right to carry on that, and I, I think you've had a lot of support from, from what I can tell. I, I certainly support a citizen's right to carry, um, and, and you decided to kind of take that on. I would imagine that was purposeful that, that you did that when you made that video. Yeah, that was that – was, the risk, <laughs> but uh, you know we're an independent band. We just recently um, signed on a manager, and we're, we're everything that we've done is trial and error, really. And so we didn't know if it was a good decision to do this or not, but we knew the timing. The song was already written. We already it was already out there. We already knew what was uh, what we wanted to say with it. Um, and then it was a matter of okay, we're releasing this record. Uh, and the timing and everything with what was going on at that at that time, it just was the kind of perfect storm for it. But it also was a huge huge risk because we knew it could polarize people as well. And we, you know, as a band, I think that we all have the same ideals um, in the fact that no matter what your interpretation of of gun control rights and all of that is, we all agreed that um, even if we had discrepancies in what we thought that should really look like we agreed in the fact that you should be able to protect your family and that you know if something was to come come down to this last moment and this this really kind of crucial situation what is your decision going to be and i think that a lot of people are like oh you either carry guns or you don't and the fact of the matter is is that if you do carry a gun are you really willing to to use it are you really willing to like you know, look someone in the eyes and pull the trigger. 
And it's a lot more serious than just having that, that item or that, that material thing that sits in your safe or in your whatever you do with it. Um, so we wanted to paint this picture that's like, you know, protect your family, but at what cost? And, and what does that really look like? And, and we tried to make a video that, that uh, didn't beat around the bush. You know, it was, uh, it's a pretty intense video. And um, myself and uh, our, our bass player, Eric Miller, started a production company a year ago, um, and we, we produced the video and, in Yakima, actually. Um, and I really like the way it turned out. I think that it ends in a way that just leaves this big question kind of looming. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was a risk. Our, our record is – that's probably the most rock and roll that the record gets. Uh, and there's a lot of soft spots in the record, too. And so I think that people might think that that's really all that we sound like is this in-your-face <laughs> Second Amendment band, which – really isn't what we are um you know to our core but it's uh it's definitely a side of us so we just came out with that side kind of flailing and, and hope for the best and i think with our our fans and our fan base it resonated well and people that you know even people that are pro gun you know are um, pro gun control and i think that they can still get something out of it for sure um because it poses the question in such a way um but yeah it's uh, it's it's kind of intense, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it 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 hit home with me because I'm not, you know, I, I I've had this gun control issue on on the show before, and people can go back and look at that conversation I had with Andy McCarroll. Um, people from outside the United States don't really get it because they don't, I guess, have the same concerns that that we have. America's a really big place and we you know a lot of the world sees us with this kind of cowboy mentality and um, they, they kind of see us as a violent culture and so they don't really understand our need to protect ourselves but when we are here um, and, and, and we have this kind of this debate and I'm by no means a um, an advocate for really either either way I, I do support people's right to to carry um, but I, I'm not a poster child for really either side. But um, but trying to explain to them that mentality of why we we felt like we needed it, and understanding their mentality on 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 not coming from a culture as we have in the United States, it was really interesting to kind of merge those two worlds. But what got me with this video was as a person who years ago had a home intruder come into their home <laughs> when I was alone wow. and the only thing that protected me was a gun that just completely resonated and there'd be nobody who could ever take that experience away from me. And I would never want anyone not to have that as a last resort when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. So it's, it hit a nerve with me on that, and, and I, I was actually really happy to see it portrayed in in, in that real life uh, kind of uh, again going back to gritty and, and the bare bones of things. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like when it happens. So, yeah, I you know I grew up in in the country kind of. Um, I mean, if we had this alarm system that was put in our house because my mom, whenever my dad would be home, she was always scared because when she was a little girl, I had somebody come into her house um, through her window and she screamed really loud and he, he fled. And uh, so she was always scared to be there because we were so far out. And uh, in fact, I mean, the alarm went off on accident at one point and it, it still takes the sheriff, you know, mm -hmm. at least a half hour to get there at, at times, you know, where you're at. Um, and the other thing, you know, like I, I have my concealed weapons permit, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that by any means, but I have it. And I, for me, it's I I do a lot of hiking. I go in the woods a lot, and you know, I I want to be able to protect myself from cougars, bears, whatever in that in that regard too. But I also I also feel like, you know, when you when you paint the picture in the video of this man who's just working hard to, to keep this family together as a beautiful wife and two beautiful kids. And, um, those little girls are at home and his wife's at home. And all of a sudden this man breaks in and threatens to ruin his entire world. You know, um, you know, what would you do? And what, what would you do if you didn't have anything to, to stop that? 
Um, mm-hmm. It's just a question that I ask myself a lot because there's such a huge weight and responsibility to being a gun owner that, um, like I said earlier, that I don't think a lot of people take. It's like, you know, kids are kind of brought up and you have toy guns and all these things. Well, they're not toys. None, nothing about that is a joke at all. And nothing about it is glamorous and nothing about it is, you know, it's portrayed like that in the movies and everything, but there's such a heavy, heavy, heavy reality to it. Um, that that people need to think about, um, no matter what side they lie on. Um, yeah, it's interesting when you brought up uh, the worldview of it all. Is Blake Noble and I have become great, great friends, and you know, Australia, they don't, they definitely do not carry guns. The only people that have guns are people that have permits for them that are that are farmers, from what I understand from Blake. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just something that they don't even think about. Um, and yeah, and you know, in a perfect world, that'd be a wonderful thing for us to be able to think about in the U.S. But I guess, I guess we just are where we are, and that's maybe neither bad nor good. It is kind of sad, but um, it is kind of what it is. And right, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just it is what it is, and it, and it has been this way for a long time. And and you know, talking going back to the pioneer spirit and the frontier and everything, that's not that long ago, really. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, progression has just grown exponentially, um, obviously. And so we're all stuck in this world where we can't even look each other in the eyes because we're stuck on our cell phones trying to figure out what everybody else is doing through Instagram or whatever. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, it wasn't long ago that these were harsh realities and we were expanding into this wild unknown. So I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. to think about. We have a couple other videos coming out that you know we don't i guess if we were if we're going to make an artistic expression of anything um of ourselves we don't want to just do fluff and we don't want to just put out videos just to put out videos um so that was i think that that has a heavy tone to it the next two that we're we're going to put out two videos together the bitter run which was the first song you featured today and then a song sweep um that's towards the back of our record and um the bitter run was written actually about uh a widow who's dealing with the loss of, of a loved one from, from cancer. And, uh, and so we're going to do these two videos, which we've actually already been filming. Uh, and we're filming, uh, the rest of that this week, Wednesday through Saturday, we're going to Anacortes to a, um, it's called predators of the heart. It's a, a wildlife refuge for cougars, wolves, you name it, they have it. And so we're filming with a gray wolf and an owl, uh, a gray horned owl. And, uh, we're putting that together with this, this story of this man that um, goes on this voyage because he's, he's close to death and, um, and uh, you know, he's, he's having these dreams and these visions of himself as a younger man and all the joy and the peace that came from being out in the land. And um, I won't spoil any of it, but uh, then the next video is The Bitter Run, and that's after his, his passing. It's the, it's the wake of that, and it's the dealing with that. And... Um, and so we're going actually out on horse with this woman in Squim and going to film her um, spreading spreading ashes um, at the end of this week. So both of them sound. I mean, it's it's there's a certainly a heaviness to it, but I think that there's also going to be a beauty to it. And it's um, in the bitter run as the cool dust flies. You know, it'll take you by surprise. And it's this life goes on and and finding the beauty and and the wisdom that you gain from all of that. Uh, and then moving forward as a stronger person um, and, and having those memories and, and that piece of that person that was with you. So um, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, don't know. I guess we have, you know, this old road is a, uh, is a song that we just put a video out for and it's a video of all of our travels and it's a lot more lighthearted and there's definitely a, a side to us that, I mean, we all are just joking around all the time. I mean, that's, we have a lot of fun on the road and we're all smiles on stage, but um but the world is, is, I mean, there's a lot of reality in, in the music, too. So mm-hmm. um, I guess we're just not really afraid to show that. But. Well, we played Bitter Run at the beginning of the show, and I'll tell you, Anacortes is a beautiful, beautiful spot. And if, if anyone has a chance to get out to Whidbey Island and, and go to Anacortes, uh, yeah. Burl Ives, it's, you know, it's holiday season, Burl Ives, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot about Burl Ives and Anacortes. And, um, it's uh, the gateway to the San Juan Islands, and even Squim, where you're going to be filming um, on horseback, beautiful. It's a long way out to Squim, but it's, it is beautiful once you get there. Yes, yes. 
we're uh, we're really excited to do it. It'll be uh, four days in the mountains with cameras and all that gear, uh, which is a lot of work. But you know, that's that's it's so fun to be able to to be able to have that experience and to be able to you know to do these things that hopefully impact people's lives. And I hope that when they watch these two videos, we're our plan is to release them on February fourth, which is uh, uh, it's the World Cancer Awareness Day, and uh, we're going to release those songs through Bandcamp for a donation. Um, so you can donate however much you want for the song and, and, uh, we're donating those, um, to a charity. So, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know if you could talk to anybody that hasn't been impacted by cancer, uh, in right. one way or another. And, uh, and something that hit us hard when we were writing that song, my uncle was going through treatment and didn't look like he was going to make it. He actually pulled through. Um, I lost my grandpa at that time to cancer as well. So, it was uh, time, and and that that song came out of it. And I I love that song. I love the bitter run. That's probably the song that I'm most proud of on the record, just because it's it's so real. And um, I think that John Goodmanson helped us find a, a beautiful way to portray it through the recording. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the video to come out and for people to see it. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, and um, as, um People can go to Cody BB and the com. They can you have all that information there, and of course, all this is available on iTunes as well and Bandcamp and and, and Reverb Nation. I I just saw today you guys were number four on Reverb Nation um, for uh, uh, for one of your songs. I forget which one it was. I didn't write that down, but I was kind of going through the list on Reverb Nation, and bam, there you guys were. So it's it, it's the, right. it's the holiday season. Do you have any traditions, Cody, that you that that your family keeps up with every year you know we uh we do things have actually this year's kind of a different year for us we uh my brother's going to korea uh so he'll be gone um <laughs> and then uh so that yeah i mean I'll, I'll have to talk to him about that later but <laughs> you're ruining christmas <laughs> no oh, um, <laughs> no it's uh okay. I, go ahead Oh, I was gonna say, um, do you guys have a, a favorite song that, that that you guys like at, at the holidays? Yeah, we we actually just uh, I really like playing um, "Please Come Home for Christmas." Uh, the Eagles kind of popularized that one, and um, we always do our band always does a, a big holiday show in Central Washington, and we did that two two weeks ago, um, or yeah, a week and a half ago, I guess it was um, when that cold streak came through. That just happened to be when we planned it, and we came together with the city of Yakima to put on this big outdoor um, tree lighting ceremony and turned out that with the wind chill, it was negative 10 in Yakima. And uh, <laughs> we, we pushed forward and played the show and played an hour set in negative 10 degree weather or whatever. I, it was somewhere in that ballpark. I don't know. I couldn't feel my fingers, couldn't do any of that stuff. Uh, but we made it through it, and it was one of those, like, challenges on how we're going to do this, you know. And the coolest part was that people stayed, and people just danced and danced and danced because they physically had to in order to actually um, not freeze. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that that's a cool tradition that we've been doing. I, I, we've been doing a holiday show um, in central Washington. I think this is our ninth year um, in one shape or form. And, uh so it, it was it was a lot of fun. We're, we were really, really happy to do that and um, play some holiday tunes for people. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. I never wanted global warming more than when that cold streak came through. It was that cold. Week. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. Um, it was. <laughs> I'm it like, was. I did not sign up for, like, you know, the Arctic. I signed up for, you know, <laughs> the lower 48. <laughs> yep, yep. That was, that was, was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> well, we're going to go out to uh, this old road, which Cody was saying is, is is one of the lighter songs, and talks about how much fun that these guys have on the road. And I encourage everybody to really, when you see them come through town, um, be sure to get out and see them and support them. You can tell. I mean, these are just real people making real music and telling stories that we all can relate to in one way or another. And of course, stay with them with Reverb Nation um, and Bandcamp, and of course through their website. Cody, it's been really fun. You know, I, I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to get you guys on for a while, and it, it's just kind of been one thing after another, and the forces finally came together to make this happen. So I, I certainly really appreciate it. 
say thank you so so much for your support and for having us on and um yeah uh this whole road's actually not on a record but uh for or on the newest record we just released it as a single um so you can find it on itunes and uh and yeah the video just came out on youtube so if you type in this whole road cody bb and the crooks um you can find it on there and um yeah it's, it's just recorded footage of us in the studio recording the song and then uh eric like i said we started this production company and have all these these wonderful memories from the road because he's had his camera within the last five years and and our band's gone through some different evolutions of, of different members and stuff and you know this video i think pays tribute to everybody that's been a part of our journey and uh touches on everyone that's been in the band and people that have helped us and my buddy rich who came on the road with us for two years just to make sure everything was in line and you know, that we could not be where we are right now by any means if it wasn't for those people and for all the families and friends that, that we've been able to stay with and everything on the road from here to New York. So, um, yeah, that's it's a, a tribute to, to everybody and, and a big thank you um, for allowing us to, to, to continue to do what we're doing in this crazy business, you know. So, uh, yeah, a, a thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. Cody Beebe and the Crooks, remember that name. Remember that name. I mean, there's a lot of names that I've run through this show, and now they're all, like, they've all blown up. And I told you to remember their names, and now they're household words, and Cody Beebe and the Crooks is another one of them. I'm, I'm standing by that prediction. So have a great holiday, Cody. Tell everybody I said hi. And, I mean, 2014, I really think that's going to be a, a huge, huge year for you guys. Well, uh, I guess we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Hope for the best. <laughs> Thank you all so right, much all for right. having us on. Uh, it's it's absolutely care. my pleasure. This is this old house. Takes me back.